I saw a piece on the internet about a guy who bought a box of oatmeal. Upon opening it, he was greeted by lots of little black bugs throughout the grain. In these instant, everything makes the news days, apparently even this was a story. He'd been interviewed on camera by a local reporter in the supermarket's parking lot after returning the box and getting a refund. The fellow seemed happy. He had a moment of public recognition coupled with the refunded price of a box of oatmeal in his pocket. Projecting an air of self-congratulation for making it all happen, he repeatedly praised the market's management for their professional handling of the matter. Watching it, I thought of Andy Warhol's famous description of our desire for often short-lived media publicity, otherwise known as the 15 minutes of fame. Certainly, this man was enjoying his. He didn't have to make a fuss and bring the box back to the supermarket or contact the local news media to tell them what happened. He could have called the market to report the bugs so they could then quietly check the other boxes and shelves to determine whether this was just an isolated problem or a wider infestation. In his TV interview, he expressed no concern, remorse, or even awareness about disturbing the insect's meal or their upcoming probable death by crushing in the market's garbage compactor. But we, with budding Buddhist sensibilities, sometimes we see things from different perspectives. Following a reading of the Diamond Sutra the other night, Someone asked for an explanation of an idea that was new to her, put forth in the verse in which the Buddha tells Sabuti. A bodhisattva should keep this in mind. All creatures, whether they are born from the womb or hatched from the egg, whether they transform like butterflies or arise miraculously, whether they have a body or are purely spirits, whether they are capable of thought or not capable of thought, all of these I vow to help enter nirvana before I rest there myself. The meaning is clear and personally relevant to all those on the Mahayana path. Every sentient being is equally worthy of our attention, caring, cherishing, intentions, and actions. It is an inspiring perspective from which the great mind of equanimity, compassion's fertile ground, arises and abides. Our embrace includes all human beings, regardless of sex, religion, age, nationality. Also included are non-human beings, including animals that are domesticated, pets, and those that run wild. In this relationship, we must also make room for insects, which some scientists say currently outnumber human beings by 600 million to one. Then there's pond, lake, river, and sea creatures, and even the little cellular creatures that live in the warmth of our armpits, under our tongues, and in the deep recesses of our digestive tract. A vast number of beings, truly immeasurable, all sentient, just as we humans are, with mind and Buddha nature identical to ours. But while the implications of this enormous view are sobering and exciting, they also expose some to ridicule for relating to all sentient beings in this way. 
There are many who look upon people who strive to cultivate equanimity and concern for all sentient beings with mockery and smug arrogance, seeing just another misguided liberal, soft-hearted, out of touch, silly, and knee-jerk stupid. They just don't know any better. Our hope is that one day they will. Siddhartha understood and taught that there is no natural human dominion over the creatures of the planet. All beings coexist, are in this equally together. In fact, we're all dependent upon each other, day after day, lifetime after lifetime, to make existence possible. There are many teachings and insightful meditations that reveal and logically support this view. If there's something of this perspective that resonates with you, that simply feels right, indulge your curiosity and seek it out, honestly pondering and engaging with what you learn. Upon doing so, it is likely your mind's embrace of others will widen, deepen, and become a well of confidence and compassion. Our mind streams have, through infinite past lives, been resident in each and every possible body variation of sentient life over and over. Unless we attain the blossoming of nirvana or enlightenment during this incarnation, the process of taking rebirth in a new and most likely completely different type of body will not stop when we breathe our last in this lifetime. The mind is formless, energy, a mental continuum, and while our bodies are composites, destined to age and one day fall apart, the mind is not subject to such a fate. Upon the death of its host body, the mind stream departs to take residence in a new home. So it is with all beings, regardless of the form of their current physical body. Tibetan Buddhist practitioners cultivate a view of our ongoing existence, a dance of boundless proportions. Bodhisattvas know it to be beautifully equanimous and seamlessly interdependent. Enduring well-being and happiness infuse those who understand how we all exist together and then act accordingly. I invite you to consider this as well. Feel free to allow your deepest visions to arise and clarify. Discover and embrace perspectives beyond your comfortable mind boundaries. Allow your imagination to soar. And while you're at it, you might consider cultivating a taste for oats, just in case your mind takes its next residence in a dark little bug body, hungrily feeding in a box of oatmeal. We sentient beings come in all shapes, colors, and sizes, and we are everywhere. This recording, The Buddhist Embrace, was written by Mark Winwood. My name is Kathy Ambrose. Mark is a faculty instructor at Naropa University in Boulder and the founder of the Chenrizig Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group resident in Colorado and with an international online presence. You can learn more about the Chenrizig Project at our website, www.chenrizigproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G 
www.thepeacefulmindsetproject.org or send Mark an email at mwinwood, M-W-I-N-W-O-O-D at gmail.com. Our accompanying music, titled Mercury, was composed and performed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega in collaboration with guitarist Chris Rossback. It appears on their 2005 album, Bobby Vega and Chris Rossback. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com. Or, as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music with our Dharma audience. Please feel free to share the link to this podcast with those you feel it might resonate. And, as always, thank you for listening.